It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off the Leash. Uh, yes, good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of Off the Leash. Trent Mason out with you. Joining me, the team from GRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Team, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Morning, Trent. Going very well, thank you. Got another big show planned. Let's kick off with the Top Cap Video Cup from the Meadows on Saturday night and Tornado Tears again getting the job done, proving he's the number one stayer in the country. Unfortunately, he's picked up an injury and will be sidelined for some time and uh, Andrew, good to see him win again, but uh, and I can't believe he went around on the tote. Can you believe at a dollar seventy? Yeah, he was uh, actually challenged in betting. I guess you could call it by Ella Enchanted, uh, who impressed so much in the Speedstar. Ran a length slower than Tornado Tears in her particular match over the five ninety five meters. She went around at two dollars twenty, so there was a lot of love for her in the punting world, and she did lead. Actually, opened up a pretty big lead in the Top Cat Video Cup. But Tornado Tears just stalked her and caught her on the home band and ended up winning by a massive five links. So a very authoritative performance there. It's a group three race. The Top Cat Video Cup worth $25,000 to the winner over the 725 metres. And I just did a bit of research uh, the other day. And would you believe that Tornado Tears, he's now won six straight, by the way, but in 11 starts over 700 metres and beyond, he's won 10 of them. His only defeat being up in Queensland in his first ever start at Albion Park when he was probably affected by the travel, it's fair to say. But, Trent, you've touched on uh, on this injury news with Tornado Tears and also Rip and Sam, who was scratched from the Top Cat Video Cup. And, Molly, you've got a bit of an update for us? Yes, look, the Meadows put out last night. Um, George Ferugia spoke to Robbie Britton. He said that both of them are looking to be off for about six to eight weeks. I believe that Tornado Tears has a little bit of a hock injury and Rip and Sam a sesamoid, so we'll... Dearly miss them on the track, but surely it won't be too far away um, and it'll be great to see them back in action. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's move on to the SA Oaks Derby. Uh, the SA Oaks and Derby, I should say, from Angle Park last Thursday night. And surely we've got to take a bit of credit here. Ashley Terry, who we had on the show as our special guest, she comes out and wins the Oaks in the Derby. What a night for Ashley, Molly. Oh, it was huge. Look, it was a group race double for Ashley Terry and her training partner, Andrew Paraskevis. It was, of course, the South Australian Oaks and Derby my, with My American Girl and Nervous and Weird. My American Girl was a $4.20 favourite behind fellow Victorian Often Imitated who started at $1.80. She ended up winning by more than four lengths over South Australians Shimmer Breeze and Atlanta uh, Boucher. I knew I was always, was always going to muck up on that one. <laughs> now, Victor. Victorians Oakvale Magic and often imitated finished fourth and fifth after, after missing the start and Ash Staff and Marcus Floyd finished seventh. Now, I know Ash felt a little bit more pressure heading into the Derby with Nervous and Weird considering he was a $2.50 favourite over South Australian Smart Knocker. He jumped really well from box two, which really didn't surprise me because often greyhounds who have early pace over the 400 but can't lead, often can find the lead over 500. So it really didn't surprise me seeing him lead over 500. And look, there was no challenger in this race. He kept about a two-length margin on Smart Knocker who and um, won his first group event. And I think he well, he was also in the Group 3 Warrigal St. Ledger. So two attempts at Group 3 glory and um, he got up on the second time. But it was a huge night. Her first group race double, she won the Group 1 well, I won a group one with Sapphire Marja, Crown. Sapphire Crown with mm-hmm. Marja Mahi Mahi and um, 
To do it with the same litter, though, I think that that oh, was a huge litter it thing. Is. It was absolutely amazing. So the same litter. She also bred this the mum too. So she bred father right. of mine. I think we spoke to her last week about it, and I, it's a huge effort. And she just it couldn't have happened to a nicer person. Yeah. Either. We spoke to her last week, as you mentioned, and she she's just lovely, and she couldn't believe it. Like I saw her after the races, and she was just in awe. She didn't she didn't know what to say because she was just so excited, and it was great to see. Yeah, the only thing wrong with her is she barracks for Collingwood, and her magpies are. <laughs> in the grand final on Saturday, so her outstanding week could get even better. Um, she had Out of My Depth go around as a short price favourite in race two at Hughesville on Sunday as well, and uh, one by just about the length of the straight. That's a, another impressive dog from that same litter, so absolutely flying. I actually had a good chat to Ashley, and uh, I'm going to knock something up for the RSN website when I find a bit of time, uh, which shouldn't be too far away, so keep an eye out for that. Let's stay in Adelaide. We've got the State of Origin Matt Traces at Angle Park. Molly coming up on Thursday night. Yep. Really looking forward to this, uh, a bit like the, the Speed Star that we had just recently at Sandown. Yes, it's State versus State on Thursday night. Like you mentioned, at Angle Park, there's four Victorians versus four South Australians, and they'll be battling it out. State Pride over the 500. Now, Honcho, in match race one, Honcho Manelli, who's for South Australia, is up against Deganti. And there's 60 start, starts separating these two greyhounds. So Honcho Manelli has had 98 starts, whereas Deganti has had 30. Eight. Match number two, there's Bernardo versus Nations. Now, Bernardo can run 29.30s at Sandown over the 500, so that should really set him up well for Adelaide. Match race number sp- number three is Spring Bridge for South Australia versus St. David. Now, we haven't seen St. David for a while. I believe um, I read in the stewards' report that it was a, a stopper bone injury. I um, I spoke, well, um, have been meaning to talk, uh, call Peter, the trainer, breeder, and owner of St. David, so I'm hoping to knock up a bit of a story around that as well but St. David there's no doubt this dog has speed and he um, he's had 11 starts for 5 wins and I think about 3 of them were best of the night runs too so he, he ran, really 29-31 uh, at Sandown back in March just yeah, before he got I think injured. Robbie yeah Robbie had him Robbie Britton um, was training him as well so look it's, it's a huge effort it's going to be really great to see these Greyhounds go around for state pride. There's actually some really nice prize money on offer too. They've got $15,000 in prize money for the, across the four match races. And the overall state of origin winner, which is based on time, so very similar to our speed star, wins an additional $5,000. Um, and then second place gets an additional 2500 Third, 1000 So that's $24,000 in prize money on offer. But what I really like about... Um, this State of Origin series, and it was really smart by Greyhound Racing South Australia, is it's kind of like a trial to get dogs ready for the Adelaide Cup, which is the following week. So these dogs are getting a chance to see the track. They're seeing it with less dogs in a race, obviously only being two dogs. And they're also, you know, getting that that run in and the travel prep um, ahead of the Adelaide Cup. Yep, absolutely. Look forward to that. Let's move on. Uh, the Great Chase, as we mentioned last week, Greyhound Racing's number one community event, the Tab Great Chase, is currently in full swing with around 100 groups that cater for the disabled, enjoying VIP treatment at their local racetrack. However, there's also a racing component to the Tab Great Chase, which is not too far away, Andrew. Yeah, that's right, Trent. So two completely separate components to the Great Chase series. You spoke about the community event, and it's going beautifully well as well all around Victoria. But, yeah, the racing series is something that our trainers listing in should certainly think about. So it's open to Victorian-bred greyhounds only, and they must have had no more than five wins. So one to five wins. Maidens are not allowed to enter, but over $200,000 in prize money in the Tab Crate Chase, so it's massive. Heats are held across all 13 racetracks. 
the first of which will be on October 5, and you can win your way right through to the grand final at the Meadows on October 24. So for more information, go to grv.org.au. And Andrew, we've got uh, the Warrnambool racetrack reopening shortly. That's right. So tomorrow night, Warrnambool will reopen. It has been closed since May for a $1.4 million upgrade. And I tell you what, the trainers have been banging on the door because they've got a full 12-race 12 12 race card tomorrow night, which will be just fantastic. But probably the most, notable, most noticeable difference for uh, for people going to the Warrnambool Club will be the refurbishment of the Wanham Function Centre. They've basically knocked the whole thing and gutted the whole thing down and done plenty of other works, but it's now open for locals if they want to host a, uh, a range of racing, corporate or private events. So just contact the Warrnambool Greyhound Racing Club if you're interested in holding a function out there. The racing industry and uh, the Greyhound Racing industry more specifically really gets behind people in their time of need and this is an exciting initiative and a really good cause coming up around the country on thursday night it is the bile a bail initiative involving the uh five dog the wearing the yellow rug andrew tell us more yeah so the yellow dog will be making hay on thursday night trent so six greyhound race meetings across australia i'm talking about hobart angle park albion park Manda, adapto and sandown for Every yellow number five dog that wins $1,000 will be donated to the Buy a Bale campaign, which is supporting farmers in drought-stricken areas. Among the best chances, well, at Sandown tomorrow night, Orson Allen, would you believe, he's come up with box number five. He's in a ripping race against Not Available. I can't wait for that one. That's race eight at Sandown tomorrow night. And hopefully... Uh, they'll raise plenty of money for the Buy a Bale initiative to help the farmers out there in uh, regional Australia. Uh, Molly, let's move on and talk about the Summer Sky President's Cup, which was recently held at Horsham. Yes, Summer Sky was the winner of the 15,000 to the winner President's Cup for Lara trainer Ron McKellar. Now, Ron bred this litter, but he also bred the dam lines, which dates back 35 years. I had a really, really interesting conversation with Ronnie about this litter and where his lines have come from, and it just it really, really interests me. But Ronnie described Summer Sky as not being an out-and-out champion, but she's a hard chaser and really likes to rail. And look, that's half the battle done when you've got a race dog. So she's had 14 wins from from her 44 start career and 25 minor placings. She looked really strong when she hit the line in the 485 President's Cup at Horsham. And she's also had a few runs at the Meadows, which I really liked the look, you know, of how she handled the track. And Ron said to me that she will be heading to Sandown soon. So I'm really looking forward to Summer Sky hitting the, um, the, the city tracks. We've got the Royal Melbourne Show currently underway here in Melbourne. And, of course, Gap, always prominent at, at uh, the Royal Melbourne Show. Molly, uh, tell us a bit more about this. Yes, look, the the show is on at the moment. It is in full swing, and the Greyhounds are at our Greyhound Adoption Program stand in the Family Fun Pavilion. There are Greyhounds there every day, so make sure you come along to meet some of these beautiful dogs and experience them in person. Volunteers are on the stand with their Greyhounds, and they're there to answer any of your questions. So the Royal Melbourne Show wraps up on October 2, so make Make sure you don't miss out. But also on Monday, there was a bit of an announcement. GRV released a new campaign to raise awareness around the changes to muzzling requirements. So from January 1, 2019, non-racing, retired and pet greyhounds will no longer be required to wear a muzzle in public. Now, GRV's Take Our Lead campaign was launched 
on Monday, like we mentioned at the Royal Melbourne Show. The Take Our Lead campaign aims to educate Victorians about muzzles and leashing laws in public. Now, with muzzles coming off for non-racing retired and pet greyhounds in January next year, this is a reminder that greyhounds must still be on the lead in public, and that even includes off-leash parks. So for more information on this, you can go to a new website, which is takeourlead.com.au. Make sure you check, uh, check out the video, and I think it's also up on Gap's Facebook page too. All right, guys, let's go and have a chat to our special guest. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Racing, good line out between the two. Blue Striker shows a bit more toe early, and he's going to lead through the first mark in a pretty good 505. Blue Striker turns out of the straight, heading to the back now. Out by two lengths over Dagani, who's sticking with this leader as they go down the back by the distance boxes, heading up to the second marker. 505 early, 1871 the second. Leader Blue Striker Dagani finishing hard on the outer now. Blue Striker turned in front, Dagani. Blue Striker, he will not let them get past, and Blue Striker does it again. Beats Dagani in 29-20. That's a brilliant run. One of the young greyhounds on the rise is Blue Striker, who we just heard there win the Speed Star at Sandown just recently. He was super impressive on that nine, running a slick 29-2-0. And we're joined on the line now by Blue Striker's trainer, Peter Akathi Otis. G'day, Peter. How are you? Thanks for joining us. G'day, boys and girls. It's great. great to be with you. Good morning, Pete. Thanks for joining us. It's Andrew here. Now, mate, this run by Blue Striker in on Speedstar Day at Sandam was pretty phenomenal, 29.20, as Trent mentioned. Now, that was just one and a half lengths off the best time of the night over the 5.15 metres, run by the mighty Poke the Bear. So a huge effort. He's only 22 months of age. So that time really shocked a lot of people. But did it surprise you? Uh, not, not really. He's a pretty smart dog. He proved it to me from the start as I was breaking him. I've told a couple of people about it, even... Uh, the Hawk up in Ballarat a couple of weeks ago, he asked me and I told him, it's a t- you know, exact time. There you go. You're a very good judge, although he did wipe four lengths off his PB. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's why I think a lot of people were surprised. Now, you're among a small percentage of trainers who live in the suburbs. You're based in Reservoir, just 10 minutes from the, meadow, from the meadows. So, obviously, a bit of is a, a disadvantage for you because you can't really free gallop your dogs in your backyard like a lot of people who live in regional areas. But... Clearly, you've got a formula that works. I mean, to have a greyhound running 29-20 at Sandown, they've got to be super fit as well as have a lot of ability. So what do you do? Tell us about your training techniques and how you get your greyhounds fit and how you keep them fit. Well, I do spend a lot of time with them, Andrew. Um, right, I freak out them at the adults. Basically, I'm just about every day since I've got five of them, so I, I go around with two of the days. And, uh, you know, I pay attention to all the details, injuries, recovery time, food. And, uh, you know, try to do the best you can, you know, because you're pretty restricted in the, in the city what you can do. You know, big-time trainers got everything they need on their property. I actually have problem in and to, uh, to get the best out of them. Certainly pretty handy having that straight track at the Meadows and you obviously head down there quite regularly. But you're also bred blue striker, Peter, and you've bred a number of litters uh, over the years. I'm just curious because, again, you're on a, a house block. How... Do you go about uh, breeding these pups? I imagine you do it in your backyard, but then you obviously have to send them away somewhere else to be reared and then educated. Have you got a, a system in place that you work for, for each litter? And, and how many litters are you breeding? Well, on the average, I breed about one litter every three to two and a half years. So, you know, you can't do much more than that. I'm limited to the dogs I've got in my backyard. 
but I did rear them at Lenny and uh, in Kevlar. I'm sure you know who they are. Mm-hmm. They had a problem with their Uralk, and they just uh, were there fantastic looking after me, looking after all the pups. I used to change them every month. We'll go there, pick two or three or four of them, bring them home, and take the other ones back. Uh, but uh, now, this current leader, I rear the Colin and Daryl uh, Brennan's place up in uh, Ross Creek in Boray. You know, they've got 50 acres, so uh, that's a great job for me. Uh, great guys. And and you educate them yourself, do you, Pete, or, or do the rarers generally do that for you? No, no, I educate them myself. I bring yep. them home, you know, at nine, ten months old or something, 11 months, depending on how many I have. And I, I go through the procedure of uh, taking them in myself with a bit of help from uh, this one's uh, I broke in at um, Collins, uh, Steve Collins' place in Little uh, Lara. Now it's great to it's, it's great to hear that you've got a a formula that works. But it's, it's Molly here. There's a, there's certainly a lot of good races coming up, including the Adelaide Cup, the Million Dollar Race in Sydney. Are you tempted to race him into state at all? Uh, not for the time being. Uh, I want to see him uh, get to about two years old at least before I challenge any interstate races. And why is uh, that? Well, I don't want to stress him out a bit. He's a young dog. Uh, he's very very keen, and I just didn't want to trouble for the time being with him until he uh, asked. And also, there's a lot of good pressures here, Roy. <laughs> we do have the Geelong Cup, Top Gun, um, you know, uh, the uh, Melbourne Cup coming up, uh, Silver Chief in January. There's a lot of races for him to, uh, to challenge instead of uh, having to go interstate too. There sure is. And look, without the travel, you mentioned the Melbourne Cup. He's lining up in a prelude at Sandown on Thursday night. He has box number eight against Hasten Slowly, who's joined in box one. How do you see the race being run? And do you give him a chance? Yeah, give him a chance to run a good race, definitely. I mean, it's the uh, box eight at Sandown, he hasn't got a very good record, has it? <laughs> um, and Hasten's got box one perfectly what she wants to be. Mm. So I'm just hoping for a clean run and maybe I can challenge uh, by the time we get to the first leg. Yes, fingers crossed. Now, speaking of Melbourne Cup, you won the Cup in 1992 with Master Giant and have trained a lot of top-class top dogs over the years, such as Kid Giant, Blue Giant, Knockabout Aussie. How does Blue Striker compare to those greyhounds at the same age? And, look, I'm sorry for the question, but I had to ask. <laughs> no, no, that's okay. But it's also, you know yourself, you, you've been in the game a while now and you, you know it's very difficult to compare dogs from different areas. But... Breaking him in, he showed me all the qualities that you need in a dog. You know, he's got the box manners, early pace, you know, great middle section, and certainly a super strong uh, finish for him. He's a good-looking animal. Confirmation, fantastic. Lecky, body length, powerful back, home leg. So he's got the qualities that you need in a dog that, uh, you know, the challenge for the, some of the top dogs in Australia because it's very difficult. You know, too many dogs around. <laughs> Good stuff, Peter. Thanks so much for uh, jumping on board this morning, mate. Really appreciate your time. Best of luck with Blue Striker and the rest of your team. Thank you, Andrew and Molly. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Pete. It's RSN 927's Off the Leash. All right, let's have a look at the watchdog and how it has performed over the last week or so, Andrew. Yeah, well, a massive uh, day out at Hillsville on Sunday, would you believe, Trent? Eight out of 12 winners, if you don't mind. Okay. They might have all been favourites or close to it. <laughs> but, hey, you can only select what's in front of you. So 8 out of 12 is an extraordinary strike rate. But there were also some other winners that the Watchdog selected at big odds, including Lockrod, who won at the Meadows on Saturday night, paying $5.40. And then going back one day further at Hillsville on Friday, Jan Ray Flash, 
paying $8.40 as the Watchdog's first selection there. So for all your free form guides for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the Watchdog. All right, Molly, time for Lyra of the Week, and you've already uh, sort of alluded to who you might be selecting this week. Look, I, I just could not go past this week, the Barsha Bale, father of mine. That is, of course, the litter of Nervous and Weird and My American Girl. They're bred by the Sparkle and Fade Syndicate, which is managed by Ashley Terry and the Paris Skeevers. They're all, well, all the greyhounds who have raced, so I think there's 10 out of the 11, have raced on the circle track, have all won races. They've had 121 starts between them for 67 wins and 37 minor placings. They've also won more than 250 or almost $250,000 in prize money. But what I really liked is they've won 23 feature events between them. So these are your GRV Vic Bread Maiden Finals, your restricted win races. And of course, these two features also include the group two, or the, th- or the two group three wins from Nervous and Weird and My American Girl. It is a huge effort with Ashley having, tra- tra- well, I mean, bread, father of mine. So they had to be my litter of the week this week. No, I can't disagree with you there. That is a good call. Let's see if uh, your so- good selecting continues with your gap dog of the week. Now, I, um, I've actually got my Gap Dog of the Week in here today. His name is Todd. He raced under um, the name Took My Money, and the reason being is because when he was a pup, he actually had a testicle stuck up in his stomach, and my partner had to have it removed and oh, I took laugh. my money. <laughs> um, I also had his sister in Irene a little while ago, and she was Take My Money. So um, they've they've come from how it kind of works at my place is James, um, my partner, he trains the dogs. I'm not really allowed to have much to do with them. But then once um, the decision's made to retire them, I bring them into the house, I bring them into the office, I teach them all things about pet life. So transitioning for me um, and these gap dogs is really, really important. But um, Todd took my money. He is my gap dog of the week. He is a beautiful fawn greyhound. He's about three and a half years old and I'll be putting him through the gap program. I'd say, I think he's got his testing in the middle of October. So fingers crossed he goes well, but I thought it was a really good opportunity to talk about fostering and how rewarding it is. Gap have a foster care system, which um, assists in transitioning greyhounds from racing life to home life. Foster caring involves taking on a greyhound currently in the gap, gap system And they help dogs to adapt to new environments. So traffic, stairs, um, even floors, they can struggle with the slippery floors because they're generally really on, um, you know, hard surfaces that aren't slippery at all. So if you think you could be interested in fostering a greyhound, head to GAP's website, which is gap.grv.org, and click on the volunteering tab at the top of the page for more information. He's being quite loud. I don't think he's enjoying his time in the studio. I think he's, if he could talk to us, he'd be saying, Molly, what are we doing here? Get me home. I want to be back on the couch doing what I do best. Yes. No, I had um, some paper in the office for him to tear up, but I thought that might be a bit too noisy to um, to carry on in here. So he has been a little bit noisy throughout the program. That's oh, no, uh, good, good having him involved as part of the show. Speaking of which, we're out of time for this week's edition of Off the Leash. We will be back same time next Wednesday. Until next week, guys, we'll see you then. Thanks, Trent. See you then. Thank you.